if Omar Khan made news in his couple of press conferences yesterday in Indianapolis, but I do know that he reinforced some existing points and in a couple of cases emphatically. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates that I hope you'll check out. This was Omar regarding Mason Rudolph. This is verbatim. He knows we want him back. We've had conversations, but it's how the process goes. I can't tell when the deal will get done, hopefully with us, but it's just a process. And I understand that, but we want him back. Now, let's stop there. That's the strongest phrasing anybody's used of the three very important individuals atop the Steelers structure who've spoken this offseason, the other two, of course, being Mike Tomlin and Art Rooney. This is strong. We want him back came up twice in the same quote. Rather than pontificating on that myself, I will ask you, when is the last time you can recall anyone in this team's management speaking of a pending free agent with that kind of confidence and that kind of eagerness to be able to state it like that in public? Now, sticking to that subject, Omar also said that he wouldn't be put off in any way if Mason goes out and tests free agency, see what's out there. And I'm going to quote directly here now. This is Omar. I think every player owes it to himself, meaning to look around. We still have a few weeks until the start of the league year. We would like to have him back. And I believe he wants to come back and compete. He likes it here. And we've had a good experience with Mason. End quote. Now, who is it that's been telling you all this time that Mason wants to come back? Okay, now you have it from somebody he's very close to in the organization. So if you didn't trust me, and you didn't trust Mason himself, by the way, when he told that to DK Pittsburgh Sports, now you can throw Omar's word onto the pile. Let's continue here with more from Omar. Again, direct quotes. I have full faith. And Kenny, referring to Kenny Pickett, of course, he's shown us some good things, and obviously there were some issues with the offense, and I'm excited about the impact that Arthur Smith's going to have on him. Arthur's very optimistic about Kenny, and I know they've communicated. We'll have some strong competition there, and we'll see where it goes. Feel really good about him. End quote. Now, you can take that on its face, and if I hadn't said any of the other stuff to you beforehand, you would say, Omar loves Kenny! Yes! This is it! This is it! We finally have the answer! Omar loves Kenny! Except that you do have those other things that I've mentioned, and you also have now a three-for-three, also including Tomlin and Rooney, of every single time they mention Kenny, They have to throw in, but dot, 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 there's going to be a competition. I could read you all three of their quotes, including this one again, and they sound strikingly alike. It's Kenny is this, and we love Kenny, but dot, dot, dot. 
there's going to be a competition. Omar says, reading it again, we'll have some strong competition there, and we'll see where it goes. Omar made his own references yesterday to the level of quarterbacking that the Steelers had last season, and you know he wasn't talking about the final month. He emphasized, he did this, that the quarterbacking has to be better overall than what it was. And I'll repeat, he couldn't have been talking about the final month when his quarterback over the final month through the first three weeks was rated number one in the NFL, and the fourth week wouldn't even have been possible if that quarterback hadn't revitalized the offense and dragged that team up to Buffalo. Now, there were other remarks related to quarterback uh, from Omar. He didn't rule out going to the outside, but that was more rooted in an additional statement that he made about feeling the obligation in his position to make sure that he checks everywhere and considers all options. But I'm not sure that's a subject that I've taken seriously since the moment that Rooney himself, and remember he runs the place, said that he didn't expect the Steelers to be doing something major on the outside. So what I take from this is that what you heard from Omar was really just a little bit more elaborate or detailed version of what you heard from Tomlin and Rooney regarding this position. The only thing out of it really that was outright new was acknowledging that Mason's likely going to go into free agency and see what's out there. If you're new to this team or even new to this sport, I can share with you that the Steelers have done this very often in the past. It was something Kevin Colbert actually believed in. He said they actually encourage their players to go out into free agency, see what comes their way. And then all they ask is for them to come back to the Steelers and give the Steelers a chance to either match it or exceed it. Now, yes, there have been cases where that didn't work out. The Eagles broke the bank for Javon Hargrave, and they were very smart to do so. Uh, Cam Sutton had an arrangement like that, but Cam, as I reported exclusively last fall, had an alternate reason for choosing the Lions, and that was that his children were living in Detroit and he wanted to be closer to them. He apologized to the Steelers profusely. He genuinely wanted to come back, but he had to take care of family first. Most often, it plays out exactly the way you'd expect. The player will go out there, they'll see what's available, and the Steelers will say, hey, listen, we'll match or exceed that. Now, why do the Steelers do it? Because in their words, and this is the way that Colbert would explain it over the years, and that's that they don't want that player wandering if they could have gotten more somewhere else. They want the player understanding what their value is and also understanding that the Steelers respect what the player's value is. I fully expect that to happen with Mason. I fully expect for there to be a competition since now everybody's mentioning it and doing so where we can all hear it. And I fully expect that we're in for one heck of a summer in this category, huh? When we come back, J1Q. 
Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. LGKG is a personal injury law firm in Western Pennsylvania that represents people hurt in car accidents or who need help with workers' comp or medical malpractice. When the attorneys at LGKG make you a promise, they keep it. They've been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. LGKG's been AV rated, the highest rating a law firm can receive, and they've been designated super lawyers. That's actually a thing for over 15 years. It's a rare combination. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them by visiting lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. LGKG. Today's J1Q comes from Kyle, who asks, DK, why wouldn't Mason Rudolph want to re-sign with a playoff team and a good chance to start? Kyle, the best answer I can give you is the one I've been given for months now, and that is that he does want to. He does want to come back. A lot of other people who have a job in this field will come up with speculation as to why Mason might or might not come back. I'm not doing that. I'm talking to people who are telling me this. That's the stuff that I've been sharing with you. Now, why does he want to come back? I can get specific on that. The first reason is, as sappy as this will sound, Mason got really close and really developed a strong camaraderie and vice versa with this offense. He believes in these guys. And he doesn't have to do that wistfully. He was out there living it with them. They were an effective offense over the final month. And they were effective despite having these uh, makeshift Combo offensive coordinator still operating out of the Matt Canada playbook with their quarterback not having taken first team reps since 2019. And within two of the four games, some of the worst weather you've ever seen. Three of those on the road. You get the idea. These were not optimal circumstances, but they went through it, the whole collective, together. And they came out of it, they feel, with a stronger bond. And he really felt that. That wasn't manufactured. It wasn't quarterback talk. It wasn't something to be said for the cameras and microphones. He really felt that. For him to go somewhere else, you're getting used to a whole new pack of people who really don't know anything about you, don't know about your work ethic. They know that you had a couple of nice games at the end of last year. That's it. The second reason, and there's really not a good way to say this. There's not a, a, a cushion I can throw in your direction so you can take this easier. But you tell me where Mason could go, and I think this is what you're getting at, where he'd have a better chance to be the starter than in Pittsburgh. Because you know and I know the Steelers aren't going to be drafting a quarterback in the first round. They're not going to draft somebody to come in and challenge either of these two, right after or so soon after they drafted Kenny. That's not going to happen. Whereas, if you go to a quarterback-starved team, whether it's the Falcons or whoever, 
they're going to draft somebody. They're going to bring in somebody who's going to be not just the heir apparent, but in all likelihood the starter. If not in week one, then for sure by weeks four or five. And then what happens to his career? Then he's stuck behind, I don't know, Ben Roethlisberger for another half a decade. Here, he at least knows what the situation is. He knows who he has to beat out. He knows who will be there to support him. And heck, if you're being cynical about it, he'll even know who's not supporting him. But at least he'll know. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. And we'll be back Monday with another one. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.